This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear. And as promised, we are going to do a basketball mailbag. Mailbag. Your questions, Jason's answers, everyone's happy. I don't know if everyone's happy. You know, there's a lot of people that don't like you on Twitter, so maybe they're not happy. May not be happy with some of the answers either. That's true. I guess we'll find out. Every time I'm around you, I'm happy, Shelby. Wow, that was really convincing. Thanks, babe. Especially since I labored and made everyone their favorite dinner tonight by from scratch. Okay. Which is my famous bolognese. Famous. Famous bolognese sauce. Uh, Brielle could eat that every single night. And I told her, Mommy only makes that every once in a while. So. And I appreciate it because I got, um, Chubby's made fun of me because I put sunscreen <laughs> all over myself for football practice on Saturday, but I skipped my legs and I'm completely I've sunburned. never seen you this red, like as a lobster, because usually you're a Mediterranean blood. You don't really burn, but like your legs are really red. Thanks, babe. Yeah. So what lesson did we learn? Nothing. Oh, there we go. Okay. <laughs> what sunscreen? Yeah. You know. All right, well, uh, let's jump into our mailbag as I butcher everyone's names. This is our favorite part. Um, H Fuchs 451. H Bucks 451, baby. I'm not saying that. (laughs) Does the Arizona loss of scholarship start this season? And if so, how many players would you expect Arizona to bring in next year? Arizona already used up that time. Uh, with the law scholarship, and it actually already used up the time. People may not know this, so I'm as well say this now. It already did the self-imposed hour restriction. Nice. With, with recruiting, that happened already. Time served. Chong, chong. Yeah, okay, wow. It's like the law and order noise. Yeah, that's, okay. <laughs> I don't think it's chong, chong, but. It is. How do you, how would you do the law and order noise? Dun, dun. No, that, no, it's chong, chong. Oh, my God. Okay, anyway. Christ. Um... <laughs> The loss of scholarship already happened for this season, and the self-restrictions, I don't remember what it is off the top of my head, Arizona already did that for the recruiting hours and all that. So that's done with. But in terms of how many players I would expect Arizona to bring in, that is TBD. The reason it is to be determined is because a lot of that depends on, like, Azulis, for instance. If Azulis leaves and, and Tote leaves... That's two more scholarships than they currently have. Obviously, they're going to replace Ramey. They're going to replace Henderson. They're going to replace Kerr. They're going to replace Adema Ball. So that right there, um, 
what was that, four? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I would say a minimum of four, most likely. And I think they'll leave a scholarship, that 13th scholarship. I think they'll probably leave it open for a mid-year transfer or just-in-case type of deal. Um, a lot of teams actually don't necessarily like using it on, like a lot of teams will use their last scholarship on a walk-on type because when you go and you recruit 13 scholarships, that means that there's 13 guys or whatever it is that want to play. And that could lead to some internal issues, basically. And so a lot of times you leave it open for a mid-year transfer. Maybe a high school kid chooses to enroll early and comes in December, stuff like that. So my guess is Arizona will not use all its scholarships. It won't use that 13th. I could be wrong, but that would be my uh, my educated guess as of now. As of this memento. Okay. Um, so Arizona Net asks, do you think we will try to add Chomchi? Is that right? It ain't Chomcha. Uh, Chomchi. Chomchi. As a 2023 recruit, what positions do you see us adding this offseason besides KJ? Also, this is the first time I've seen these questions, so you should have educated me on how to say Shelby that. Shelby just flipped me off. Off, uh, off camera. Off podcast off camera. Uh, I think there's a very good chance they bring him in. I believe there are other international, uh, again, educated guests. There are other international prospects they are also recruiting. I think he's one of these guys that also depends on Azulis. If Azulis and Tote leave, I think you can maybe see Arizona bring in multiple bigs, um, and he would obviously be one of them. I would say he's top, let's call it top two in terms of bigs that Arizona could bring in. There's at least one more international prospect that I can't tell you the name of that I am confident Arizona is recruiting and has a very good chance for. Uh, What positions do you see us adding this offseason? I think uh, Arizona will add another point guard. Because Boswell, although he's the starting point guard, um, there's two scenarios. Number one, you need a backup. They don't have a backup on the roster. And number two, they could go two point guard, two guard, um, which, you know, honestly, they probably would have done had Kerr come back. It would have been Boswell and Kerr on the court at the same time. Uh, Tommy Lloyd is very comfortable with that scenario. They did at Gonzaga a little bit. Um, So that is definitely a scenario that could happen. I would expect Arizona to go out and get a wing, uh, you know, a three-man that can maybe play multiple positions. And then, of course, they, they're going to go out and get a big, probably like one of each, basically. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if they went and got a, a point guard, uh, a shooting guard slash small forward, and a four-man, and then even like a center. I, I think they're going to add kind of one of each in, in that scenario. All righty. Um, so I'm hoping this is a playoff of the Three Musketeers. Is it D'Artagnan? I believe so. D'Artagnan. I don't know what that has to do with the Musketeers, though. Are you effing serious <laughs> right now? <laughs> Jason Shear. Now I'm going to make you read The Three oh. Musketeers by Alexandre Dumas. Oh, my Who, God. by the way, fun fact, he was he was a black writer. He People don't realize that he's a classical literature, you know, famous author, but he was actually black. People don't realize that. Thank you, Shelby. Anyway, uh, D'Artagnan was the fourth musketeer. I mean, that's cool now. Have you not seen the movie? Can he play the four? Or... <laughs> he can play the four. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Twitter follower or poster, D'Artagnan, what does Tommy and our staff do for professional personal development? I already know the answer. Tommy plays pickleball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, God. Um, yeah, I mean... They, they do whatever. I think people think there's like some secret recipe 
to like, oh, what's the off season? They they work out. A lot of these I guys, they, they meet with managers, they meet with assistants, you do the minimum amount of hours or the maximum, whatever it is, you shoot, you dribble, you can't be fully coached all the time, but there's hours and stuff where the assistant coaches can work with you. And Tommy actually likes when kids go overseas and play because they're getting coached and they're playing in organized systems or whatever it is. I know it's criticized a little bit on Wildcat Authority. And that's always confused me a little bit because they're playing games. They're being... They're actually being active. Yeah, they're active. They're in full practices. Um, you know, and obviously there's the weight, I, I guess. But, you know, when you look at the weight and the strength, that, that develops fine. Um, so it, it, it kind of depends on the kid. Um, but, you know, the guys that stay, it's it's there's no secret recipe. But a lot of times what Tommy will do is say, look, you know, like let's say a Julius comes back, I'm sure defense will be a focus. And I'm sure they'll work on extending Azulis's range so he can shoot more threes or become better at shooting threes. Um, you know, Pella Larson, it might be like taking more guys off the dribble. Kylan Boswell may be dribbling. You know, it, it's that is kind of what you do. But uh, at the same time, you know, it's not like some secret recipe where one school does something wild and another school doesn't do it. It's just in, in terms of, you know, developing and things like that. Tommy Lloyd watches... A lot of basketball. The staff watches a lot of basketball. Ricardo Foy is a, you know, will coach Italy at times. I don't know if he's doing that this summer. Um, but, you know, you watch film, you watch tape, you talk to other coaches, you go to clinics, stuff like that. So, um, you know, it, it's everybody is always learning. There isn't a head coach I know of in the country that is just sitting back and being like, you know what, we're cool. Like, even the winner of the national championship this year will go out and talk to other coaches and watch film and try to get new ideas because the game is always evolving. I just had to double check my, my facts. Alexandre Dumas was half black, but he was from Haiti. Sorry, I don't like giving wrong facts. Anyway. Can you play the four, though? He could play the four. Um, Wildcat Blur. Who do you think makes the biggest jump in development this offseason? Uh... Who do I think makes the biggest? I mean, jump? you wrote these questions, so. I, I mean, to me, the the it, I think there's twofold. I think Boswell, with more minutes, more confidence, more freedom, will make a big jump. And I actually think Henry Vesar is going to make a big jump. And I and I think you know I've said this before, but Vesar's biggest issue was his confidence or lack thereof. And I think that's going to be a big focus this summer is to make sure that he doesn't lose that confidence and realizes that if you struggle, it's kind of, it's okay. Like you're going to be able to work through it. Um, at times, you know, like I said, he his playing time went down significantly because Arizona was afraid of like losing him mentally at times. But those are the two guys that I would point to. I think Vesar probably needs to get a little stronger and, and I think confidence would go a long way. Boswell has that confidence, but maybe being locked in defensively at all times and, and kind of being within the offense and the defensive schemes. There were times where, he was kind of running things on his own a little bit. And I know people were wondering why he didn't play more over Kerr. And I and I think he should have played more. But even like Princeton, you know, there were times where defensively he was just lost. But his man-to-man on-ball defense is fantastic. Um, it's so, you know, that I, I expect that to improve. And, uh, you know, Vesar is a guy to me where I, I expect more. They should just make him watch uh, tape of Timmy. And just like, this is, we want this toughness. Because I think we all should aspire to be like him. Because he's awesome. 
Um, our friend of the show, Salim's headband, asks, was there some weird stuff going on behind the scenes? Between the absolutely inexplicable losses and the egg laid to end the season, does Tommy truly understand that there's an issue to correct going forward? So I, I, I have covered Arizona teams that have had much bigger internal issues. Leadership. Like where guys just, like during the Raleigh years, guys just hated each other's Collapse. guts. Guys just hated what? Nothing. Collapse? Like it was like a collapse, like of like just team unity. Okay. <laughs> Good Lord. Raleigh and his teammates were fighting like they hated each other's guts. There were times where they just they didn't want to be anywhere near each other. That wasn't the scenario here, um, but there was some stuff going on. I'll just say that, you know, Kerr, it, it, there were some issues with NIL from what I've been told, and there were some other issues internally with who was getting the ball, taking shots, things like that. But, um, you know, it wasn't nightmarish at all. And, and look, I'll, I'll say this for Tommy. I, I think the the way the roster has shaken out tells me that he absolutely understands there's issues to correct. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. He could have easily gone and said, you know what? We're fine. Early early exit from the tournament. Let's just replace Ramey and, uh, and Henderson and just move on. That's our roster. He has not done that. Um, there have been hard conversations with Adema. There were hard conversations with Kirk Kreisa. You know, there, there are difficult conversations with these guys that have left. It, it was a mutual decision. It was a own, uh, you know, own player decision. It wasn't like, um, you know, as where Kirk goes to Tommy goes on out. Like it, it, there was more to those conversations and we're going to find out, like we're going to find out judging by what players Tommy recruits. Uh, we're going to find out, you know, with, with roster going forward with scheme and all that. Tommy is, I think Tommy wants to win more than people see when they look at him and say like this happy go lucky guy. And he's great. Super nice. Almost too nice at times, I think, but that doesn't mean that he didn't watch the Princeton game and go, this can't happen anymore. That's exactly what happened. He watched the Princeton game and goes, this can't happen anymore. So, I mean, that's just this, the scenario that he's in. But I, I do have confidence that he understands there's an issue and, and he's already in the process of taking time to, to kind of fix it. I have a question. So I'm going to do a, insert a question here. At Ms. Shelby K asking how much – time do you see like it how much time do you see this was only tommy's second year he did have sean miller players so what is the cycle to where you really feel confident in his recruiting and 
those are his guys, and really the owner's responsibility is 100% Tommy. I think 2024 is that class for me. They have Jamari. I think they need to land Carter Bryant. If they don't land Carter Bryant, there's no sugarcoating it. It is a, a brutal loss for Arizona, considering the position they were in for Carter. There's going to be guys leaving on the current roster, um, and that's that's Tommy. I mean, that Tommy's going to have his full... Play And I know he's recruited some players that are on the roster now, but to me, when you look at that 2024, that's that high school class. That's when he knows more likely which guys are leaving. That's the, okay, this team is what Tommy Lloyd's team is going to look like for years to come. All right. Okay. Just looking forward to that. Uh, Tucson Clip asks, legit wings coming into the program who can play from day one. 2023 or 2024, more likely? Um, legit wings, I could come. I, I don't. Uh, hmm, how do I say this without giving away too much? Ooh. I think if Arizona w- lands the guys that they want to land, there's a very real chance that they're going to contribute from day one next season. Uh, if they Jason's don't, <laughs> if they don't, then it's probably 2000. 24, but I do think the coaching staff recognizes the fact that they need to go out and land a wing that can contribute to this team because at the end of the day, you look around, um, you look around, it, it was a, a situation where basically, you know, they how many wings did they have that was successful? Like, I like Cedric, but he wasn't the answer. Pell clearly, there's, I love Pell, but he's clearly limited in some things that he can do. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that Arizona recognizes the need, and I think if they are able to succeed in their plan and they evaluate well and all that, there will be a wing on this roster that they believe will contribute from day one. Okay. Sweet. Um, TES 2-3 or TES 23, anybody from the coaching staff you expect to leave? I haven't heard one way or another. I mean, I, I don't go and expect anyone to leave. Um, I'm not saying it, it can't happen, but as of now, I, I haven't heard anything. That could change tomorrow. I don't know, but I, I have not heard or, or anything like that. On the men's team, the women's team might have some changes. Um, our buddy, Bear Down Zona Zona, when do you think the staff will be seriously involved in the portal? Uh, this week. Este <laughs> semana. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of a weird question. Like, they're going to be seriously involved when someone gets into the portal that they seriously want to be involved with. That could be this week. That could be next week. Uh, I think, as I said, you know, when the tournament ends, and maybe it starts this week as the final four, we're down to four teams, but there are rumors, and it's not really rumors, but there are going to be some big names in the portal. And there's going to be guys that this coaching staff has probably heard are going to be in the portal. And look, I don't, like... I think Wildcat Authority, I think the message board, I think a lot of people are acting like the everyone is involved in the portal. The only team that is involved with everyone in the portal is Arkansas because that's just what they do. They contact every single kid that can dribble that's in the portal. Like you're not hearing about, you know, there, there's teams that aren't as involved in the portal. Like UCLA isn't reaching out to a million guys and they're losing plenty. Like there's there's other teams that aren't reaching out to everyone. Arizona will reach out to guys in the portal. I promise you when those guys in the portal become available or there's guys in the portal that Arizona wants. 
Like, just because there's guys in the portal doesn't mean that Arizona has to or should recruit them. They're going to recruit players that they feel are good enough and that are good fits for Arizona basketball. That's it. And if Arizona doesn't recruit a kid, there's usually a reason why. Arizona reached out to Taron Armstrong. It's going to pass on Taron Armstrong. Do I like him? Yes. Do I know why they're passing on him? Yes. Is it a good reason? Yes. Is it something I can share yet? No. Like, there's certain situations where, I, I hate saying it because I know it's not possible, people have to be patient. There are going to be big names that enter the portal in the next two weeks. My guy Aaron Torres said the same thing on Twitter. There's I'm, rumors with big names. There are big names that are going to enter the portal from very good teams because they're not happy with their role or they want to get paid or whatever it is, and that's going to take some time. Arizona will eventually be more aggressive in the portal. And don't we all want to be aggressive in the portal? Um, ba, 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 ba. So do cash asks, does Tommy discourage players complaining or encourage it? Or is it even discussed? And if he encourages it, why? If he discourages it, why does it continue to happen? That's a lot of questions. It's not because it's very easy to answer. No, Tommy doesn't want his players bitching at the rest. That's it. Does he discuss it? Yeah, but what's he going to do? I mean, if you benched every player that complained to the ref, no one would be on the court. Every player complains to the ref in the NBA, in college. You At watch, some point, <laughs> you get screwed over and you're going to say something. In the NBA, I don't think I've ever seen a player admit to fouling someone. Never. Like, the never. And in college, it's the same thing. Does he want him to do it? No. Uh, if he discourages it, why does it continue to happen? Because that's just the game nowadays. Like, it's an AAU too. No one ever fouls. No one ever does anything wrong. It's just the way it is. Does he do his best to discourage it? Yeah. If Azulis complains to the ref, is it going to be like, Azulis, you're benched? No. It just doesn't work that way. Though I will say, just funny aside, I always thought it was funny this season how close Kerr could get to the refs. Like, putting hands on them, like patting a shoulder. or Like, it was almost very chummy. Like, they were going to go out for dinner after the game or something sometimes when he was cajoling them. He was just very familiar. I've never seen a player do that. Um, probably won't see that again. But um, all right. AZ Wildcat fan. Tabellos has kind of proven that he can't be trusted to be the go-to guy in big moments, either late in the season or end of games. Is Boswell the only person on the current roster that can be that guy? Uh, I mean, tell us. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, it, right now, sure. It, it, but again, guys, yeah, like you're like, asking me questions that, like, we're done with this season. I mean, can Dubellis be trusted? Dubellis played fine against Princeton for the mo most part. Like, I, I mean, I, I think he's getting kind of a bum rap against Princeton. It wasn't his fault Arizona lost. I mean, yeah, he turned the ball over too much, but there wasn't one dude on that roster that wanted the ball. Um, is Boswell the only guy in the current roster that can be? Sure, but. I mean, Arizona's missing half its roster right now. So it's kind of a right now, cool. Uh, moving forward, no. All right, short and sweet. I like it. SB Cat, who are the other, if any, 24 recruits that might get an offer in the next few months? We should also say, if you can tell us that. Can you tell us that? Uh, no. Um, but I will say that. <laughs> Uh, in April, there are two AU events in Phoenix, Under Armour and EYBL. And uh, 
I, I would assume, I'm not assuming, but the coaching staff will be on the road at both. And there's a good chance that offers will come out after those events, figuring it. But right now, is there anything imminent? No, I, I don't think so. All right. Um, and our friends, okay, this, the J, so it's TJ Atua. Is that right? Yeah. Got it right. See, I, I remember from previous podcasts when we did the mailbag, it looks like an I on Jason's screen, but it's TJ Atua. Do you think that this loss prompts Tommy to make wholesale changes to his coaching philosophy, i.e. less reliance on Euros, more controlled tempo, etc.? No. <laughs> Guys, people, like, it's one, he's been here for two years. He's been a head coach for two years. He's been a head coach for two years. He's not changing his tempo. Arizona's tempo is fine. Like, it has nothing to do with a controlled tempo. Less reliance on Euros? No. Tommy Lloyd has recruited international players for 20 years. He's recruited some really good international players for 20 years. Like, really good. Guys in the NBA. Clearly, he thinks it works. Now, does that mean that he's going to sit back and not fix his roster? No. But do I expect Tommy Lloyd to change his entire coaching philosophy based off two years? Absolutely not. Most coaches don't change their philosophies ever. Sean Miller changed his offensive philosophy. Props to him. But when you look around the country, these guys haven't changed. Danny Hurley didn't change his coaching philosophy. Jim Laranga is still the same guy he was at George Mason. Like, nobody is changing their stuff because they lost. If, in five years, if Tommy keeps losing, does he take another look? Yes. Are these guys always trying to learn and adapt? Yes. But at the same time, no. I, I don't think he's, there's going to be, like, wholesale changes where he kind of reconsiders everything he is as a, as a basketball coach. And as a man. And as a pickleball player. Yes. All right. Well, that concludes our mailbag. Thanks for sending questions or posting them on the board. Um, I wish it was a football one. But... We'll do. We, we will do a football one as I post on the board. I'm going to post for the questions, and we'll do a football one later in the week. Yay! Uh, my Facebook memory from like seven years ago today I showed Jason was um, September feels so far away. Hashtag Arizona football. So clearly. Around this time of the year, I start missing uh, it being the fall because of, of football. So I'm excited for that then. There are, there are Arizona football practices this week. Jason will be going to those. And then leading up to the spring game, uh, April 15th-ish or somewhere around there. So that will be exciting for Arizona football. But until then, do you have anything else to say? You're just looking at me. Bear down. <laughs> Bear down. Also, Shelby, we talk a lot about men's sports, but Brielle, as you know, is very impassioned about women's basketball. Apasionada! And I would recommend anyone, even if you're not a fan of women's basketball, to watch Iowa's next game. Because be awesome! Shout out to Caitlin Clark with a 40-point triple-double, um, which has never been done in NCAA history, men's or women's. Men's or women's. So shout out to her. It's wild to watch. Make sure you watch her next game.
It was a very bright, shining light, Sarajevo. And they needed to kill that light. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo. Thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. U2, they represent a personification of our resistance. The Hollywood Reporter hails Kiss the Future, moving and inspirational. Kiss the Future! Viva Sarajevo! Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply.